Yo, what's going on, family? You already know what it is. Pays and Plays podcast out here. You already know. It's Good Friday. It's the last Good Friday of 2022. You're going into the new year. We're going to still have some vibes. I definitely have some great creative ideas coming up for the new year. It's been in the thought process. Trust and believe that. Um, but while we have this last Good Friday, I want to give you a flashback Friday moment. And it's going to correlate to what goes on this weekend. All right. So I remember um, I was literally today, I think I was on Facebook for like one hot second. And, you know, they post your memories. And um, so it was a memory of me six years ago taking a picture with Braylon Edwards, right? And everybody know either you watched him at Michigan play ball or in the league with the Browns or the Jets. You know, he, he was a noble player. Um, I remember that day. And it wasn't even on no groupy shit. I'm just going to be 100 with you. I went in there by myself because I was going to this bar around the corner from the crib I was staying in at the time. And I go there because um, I think that night, I want to say, is like a special night. And I think the Michigan game, I think they played Florida State that year at the Orange Bowl. And I think that was the next day. So I remember going into the bar. And I'm going to my table on some chill shit, watching some of the other bowl games. And, um, you know, I'm walking and I see a guy look at me. And I looked up and I looked at him and I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, bro, is that Braylon Edwards, bro? But I just kept it pushing. And then all of a sudden, bro, I walked to like the bartender to get a uh to get a drink and shit. And he happened to be there. He looked at me again. I was like, hey, bro, are you are you Braylon Edwards? He was like, yeah, bro. He was like, how you doing, man? Uh to me, genuine person. Uh, took a picture. He was very genuine. I saw him a couple more times. Very cool, laid-back person that I've experienced. I know people got situations with everybody else, but my perspective, pretty solid. But um, anyway, let's get into it, though, with the bets. I do. We're going to start with NBA first because I got a little few quick plays, simple shit, and then we're going to go into the college games today and, of course, all the way through Monday. And then I'm going to give you the NFL and, of course, the teaser. I do have a teaser. I'm actually going to probably make one while we're talking. You know, I usually how I like doing it sometimes to make it look like I'm legit doing it. Because I am. I don't just give picks to get picks. But um, let's get right into it. Now, I looked at the game. I looked at the uh, Phoenix Suns and the Toronto Raptors, right? So when I'm looking at this game and I'm going into it, let me see. You know, I like the, play the player combos. Y'all already know I fuck with the player combos, right? Let me just be straight with me. And I'm going to go with DeAndre Ayton, right? So we go with DeAndre Ayton. Let's see where I have it. DeAndre Ayton, over 32 and a half points and rebounds, right? No Devin Booker. So we know it's going to be a little tough. But the one thing I'll say about the Raptors that even a couple of my homeboys in Canada will even say, they need a center. And I think I think Ayton could have some. He, bro, they're going to have to play around DeAndre Ayton in this game, bro. So. I mean, you just have to worry about, you know, Siakam. Because Siakam sometimes give people problems because he is actually kind of solid. But, you know, he's a four. And Aiden is bigger and tall. And that's the thing with Aiden. I think this game, if he if he gets checked by him, bro, I don't think he'll be intimidated. Like, Embiid sometimes is intimidated by Siakam. That's just my personal opinion when I see Embiid against Siakam sometimes. Because sometimes Siakam get a better edge against Embiid. But in this game, I like Aiden. Everyone knows they're gonna have to. He's gonna have to be the focal point in the game, I believe. And I mean, when it comes to the, like I said, the front court, they they don't have no center, bro. So we're we're gonna go with over thirty two and a half points and rebounds. That's easy, right? Pretty self explanatory how he can hit the over, right? Okay, I, I don't think I should explain more on that. <laughs> Next game, um, 
I actually like the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets over 224.5 total points. I, I know for a Miami game, that's a lot, but Denver does score a lot, but then Denver gives up a lot on defense. You can score on Denver. I, I mean, in the last few games, even if Denver was to blow them out, they they actually kind of run up the score when you look at the last few games. Look at that Memphis game they played like a couple games before Christmas, right? And look what they did against Phoenix, right? And I think Booker didn't even play that game. He had, what, two points? So, I mean, they they give up points, too, as well. And you got Tyler Hero playing, Jimmy Butler playing. You got everybody from the Heat playing. And everybody from Denver is actually healthy. I think the over 224 and a half was a great play. Um, yeah, I just, I, I'll actually, that's actually my, that's I love that for a total. I think that's actually pretty perfect, actually, looking at that. And then we're going to go to the Portland Trailblazers game against the Warriors, I know the Warriors without Curry hasn't been good. Well, actually, correction, they have been good because Jordan Poole been balling. That's the biggest thing about the Warriors. I think they have a chance to go back to the finals. I think Jordan Poole right now is keeping them in the mix because he's the younger younger generation of the little splash bros. If you if if you consider that, right, that's how I look at it. I mean, he scores his points, but we're going to go with somebody else. We're going to go with Draymond Green, right? We're going to go with his rebounds and assists at 13 and a half. We're going to go over that. Come on now. We know Draymond, bro. It's times Draymond don't score two points. But he'll at least have about eight rebounds, four or five assists, six assists. He'll have something like that. You know Draymond is a stat sheet filler. So you telling me assists and rebounds, he can at least get 14, right? I can see him getting like eight rebounds, seven assists, and that's hitting that 15, right? So that's hitting it over a point and a half. But against Portland, this is a big game. This is kind of a rivalry game between the two. You know, Dame is pretty much from the Bay, too. So, you know, of course, how he feels about it. That's how I like this game. Um... Let's see. Do I like the oh, over is 220? No, the over under is at 233. That's a lot of points, but I mean, I think it goes over, but it depends on the Blazers, honestly, because if Jerry Grant starts playing good along with Simmons, which Jerry Grant has been playing good. Jeremy Grant, correction. I keep saying Jerry Grant. What the fuck? J Jeremy Grant has been playing pretty good with Portland. I kind of question how his transition would be. He's very healthy playing good but you got simons who i think has been pretty solid this season and you got dame and you know we forgot we got mr big shot chauncey bills as the coach so you know the mentality is to shoot 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 and i i mean it's been working so i think that's a pretty good play uh if you like another player prop you know i got a lot of player props bro i just like going for those honestly i like cj mccullum i like his over 20 and a half points now, the only reason why I like the over, and I know they play Philly, is because Harden sometimes is suspect on defense. You know how he can be. You got, I think they're going to have Maxi back, and his, his, he's, he doesn't play that much defense, in my opinion. But I'm sorry. I know some people are Philly fans. I just don't think he plays the best defense at times. And if they're all going to be looking at Zion, right? Zion did just drop 43, right? So the way I'm looking at it is that if... Tobias Harris and B PJ Tucker, they're all going to be trying to focus on Zion in that in that paint. And McCollum is the second option because obviously Brandon Ingram isn't playing this game. So I definitely love the over 20 and a half. I love that total. I really do. And lastly, I got one more. Actually, I got two more. If you if you like doing same game parlays, you can, I could I think this is a solid one. But I'm I'm gonna do a solo for my sake. I like for one, I like Colin Sexton. Over 11 and a half points. And this is the Utah Jazz Sacramento Kings game. 
He's been scoring some good points off the bench. I mean, he had 11 last game. I can see him hitting 12-13 against this Kings team. And then I like De'Aaron Fox over 24 and a half points. Listen, I love him. The, the Kings have been successful because of him, Sabonis. So the NBA, everyone needs to consider De'Aaron Fox in the All-Star game this year. If he's not in the All-Star game this year, I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked because he's been balling. This this team has been good because of him. Because I wonder about Utah. I'm like, bro, they haven't been relevant since, bro, since most of us were kids, right? With the with the Weber and Doug Christie era and all that, and the uh, Jay Will. No, not the Jay Will. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, Jason Williams. Right? And shit, white chocolate. Y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about right now. I'm hot. <laughs> anyway, but you know, between that and like you know Mike Bibby era and all that. The Aaron Fox needs to be considered in an all-star game. If not, there's going to be a problem, bro, for real. But anyway, let's get right into college. Um, I do actually have a play going on what will happen at 2 o'clock because I'm recording this around 1 o'clock at this time. I got UCLA to win and cover against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, best player, the running back. I, I used to fuck with him. I don't know his name. It's this shit hard to pronounce, but it start with an A, his last name. He was balling this year, but he opted not to play. The defense is really bad. They opted out. A couple of their players is opting out. The quarterback from Pittsburgh has opted out. And you got DTR. You got Cabinet playing. You got everybody from UCLA playing. I just actually, before I even recorded, I was on Twitter and I saw the UCLA um, official Twitter for football posted the pictures of everybody warming up. And it was everybody that I expected playing this game. So I instantly... And the points went up because I saw that seven and a half. I, well, it first opened up at minus three and a half. Then it went to seven and a half with a lot of the announcements about the players from Pittsburgh not playing. And then when the running back wasn't playing, it went up to eight and a half. And then you got DTR and everybody else playing. It, it, it stayed there. So it made sense. Um, but I'm picking UCLA in that game. This is I, I, this is another game I'm going to be betting. It's like a what the fuck game, but I'm going to do it because I'm I, I just have a feeling. So Wyoming and Ohio, right? I got Wyoming on the money line. Uh, this is like the game in Arizona, the little barstool sports book game, which I, I haven't even gotten to barstool sports book yet. I will have to check that out one day. I'm open to it, but um, I'm looking at it. Wyoming wins this game. The one thing, you know, people who know me, I've been on Ohio all this year when I see the games that I love, but I don't see the the Maple Missile. You know, he's not at quarterback, you know. So, like, I've seen the backup quarterback enough. They don't score that many points. They scored seven points in the Dome against Toledo, and look how Toledo let Liberty score, right? I mean, just, just, look, at the, like, just look at that. And I know Wyoming lost their running back has opted out. He was a 1,000-yard rusher, but the way I look at it between the two, the Ohio State – my correction, the Ohio Bobcats, their their quarterback not playing hurts them more. So I'm going to go Wyoming to win. And for a plus 120, I'm going to take that chance. Why not? And then, of course, on for the for the beginning of the New Year's Six Bowls, that's why I did it like this. We got Clemson and Tennessee. I got Clemson to win the cover. I like them better on the main line. The main line odds dropped a lot, which I kind of wonder why. But when I look at Clemson, I like Kay as the quarterback. He should have been the quarterback to begin the season, honestly, in my opinion. Um, pretty good. Um, I know Clemson doesn't have one pass rusher that opted not to play because he's um, going to the NFL, which is understandable, but the defense is still kind of solid. I know it's a couple players that's in the transfer portal, but, bro, come on now. Clemson didn't have four or five-star players for years and years. Their classes are still good. I mean, you can look at the classes now. They're, they're ready for next season. 
<laughs> I mean, I look at all of this stuff. So is Colorado. I saw the coach prime. You can look at a lot of these recruiting rankings, and they're fluctuating right now, even in under all these playoffs and bowl games. But I'm going with that. With Tennessee, listen, if it was Henry Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, the other receiver, I would be more cautious to pick this pick or even bet this game because I am betting this game. I'm betting with Clemson. But um, <laughs> Joe fucking Milton. Now, if you guys that I'm familiar that I know, you guys, most of the people I know are Michigan fans. I am too. We seen Joe Milton when he had to play, right? Right. He, he did impressive against Minnesota, but Minnesota wasn't good that year. We played Wisconsin, all the big primetime games. We got blew the fuck out. We were lucky not to play Ohio State that year. That was the COVID year. We were lucky not to play that. And then I remember I had a homeboy shout out to him. He uh, Last season, he picked Pittsburgh minus three going to Tennessee when Joe Milton was starting. That's when Kenny Pickett was the quarterback, and he easily won that. I just see it like that. He's very inaccurate. Yeah, he scored 50 points against Vanderbilt, but I mean, who wouldn't score against Vanderbilt if you're really a decent offense? If you at least got four or five stars, even a solid three and a half star player, if three and a half is a real thing, they probably can towards Vanderbilt. Come on, bro. Let's be real. Shout out to Vanderbilt, too. Over, over, under wins hit easily. That was a great one. But um, yeah, we're going to go with Clemson to win that one. And now tomorrow games, you know, you got the Kansas State-Alabama Sugar Bowl, which is a 12 o'clock game because of the playoffs and all that shit. I'm taking Alabama to win the cover. I think it's a great idea. We're going to knock on wood, though. Hold on. We don't want Bryce Young getting hurt. We don't want Will Anderson getting hurt. I think for them, this kind of helps them with their stock. This is the last game, and I think this is the mission. This is the last season. This is pretty much, I think, the Nick Saban classy way of them wanting to do this. Kansas State has had a great season, and the Big 12 has been a crazy. I mean, look at a lot of the Big 12. They've been pretty solid. I mean, Texas Tech against Ole Miss. We've seen Kansas come all the way back against Arkansas. Very competitive against the SEC Big 12. But I'm going to go with Alabama. This 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 has to be the one, right? This is, I mean, hell, if, why would Bryce Young and Will Anderson top? Honestly, they could be one of them, either or could be number one overall pick. Why would they play if they thought this game didn't mean anything, right? And I think the bad taste with the Sugar Bowl with Nick Saban, you know, the last time I think he really won a Sugar Bowl was, what was it? Was it when he won a natty with LSU? I think every, Other than that, I always see an L at the Sugar Bowl. I think they win this one. They even lost to Ohio State, I think, in the Sugar Bowl. I think they win this game. I think they come back and bounce back. Um, you got TCU against Michigan. That's the first playoff game, which is the 4 o'clock game. I think Michigan wins and covers this game. I do think Michigan wins this game, though. I think TCU main thing was already done. Hell, we were a Big 12 team. The first team probably since the Oklahoma-Baker-Mayfield days to make it. And Kyler Murray, also, I forgot he was there, too. But, hell, we here. And Michigan, I mean, they had a bad taste last year against Georgia, right? Pretty self-explanatory. I think they bounce back. The game may start off slow because I think it's a chess, it's a chess and chess game. But the second half, I think Michigan kind of, you know, executes. And I will say that about they're a good second half team. I will say that about Michigan. They at least will keep competitive in the first half, but second half is when they do their dirt. And uh, Ohio State, Georgia, listen, man. The only play I would have in this game is the over 62 and a half. I would honestly think in my mind, in my heart, I say Georgia wins. 
but I don't like the cover. I don't like the plus six and a half. If it was Ohio State plus seven and a half, I would definitely be hammering Ohio State plus seven and a half. But I just I just don't know in that being a game where you playing in Atlanta. So you're pretty much playing a, a real, real role game, even though it, you know it's a playoff game for Ohio State. I just don't know how that – I don't know. I, I don't know. I just really don't know because the offensive line for Ohio State is suspect. The defense, we've seen they can get torched. I don't know. But then Georgia secondary has been iffy. I think that LSU game, when they let them drop on them almost 500 yards on them, that does worry me. That does worry me if you pick Georgia. That's how I look at both sides of this game. But I like the over 62 and a half. I think there will be points in this game, regardless on both sides. And let's go into the Monday games. We got um, the two main games. I, I, I know the Purdue LSU game I'm not doing and the Mississippi State Illinois game I'm not doing. I'm just not doing that respectfully. We got Tulane against USC. This is the Cotton Bowl game. Like I said before, I love USC in this matchup. I love this game. I really do. I love it. Um, Caleb Williams will be back playing this game. He should be healthy, I'm sure. I know there's no Mario Addison, but they're going to have – USC needs this win going into the offseason, going into next year. You have to play Coach Prime, which – let me just brief on that real quick with Coach Prime. My expectation for Colorado, if they can at least win five or six games next year, I think that's a good accomplishment. A little similar to what Jim Moore Jr. did with UConn. Because if UConn can have six wins, I can see Colorado at least five or six. Granted, Colorado only won one game this year, so they were 1-11. So for me to say five or six wins for Coach Prime first year, but I mean, I've seen the players he's been having coming in. Thankfully for USC, luckily enough, if they're approved in the Big Ten, they only got to worry about them this upcoming season, and that's it. But I still think USC wins this game against Tulane. I like the center red story for Tulane. Kudos to them. I give them that. But you're playing against a team that really needs this win, especially a big program changer. I think with Tulane, them making this game alone is already an accomplishment, in my opinion. And lastly, we're going to do the Rose Bowl. So we're going to do... I'm picking Utah against Penn State. I, I respect both teams, but Utah, I, I have more respect for for the way they beat USC two times, but that last time was even more better. Cam Rising, is, to me, is a pretty solid quarterback. I, I, have, I have respect for the guy. Their offense is a good run and ground pound, and they, they use their play action, and that's what makes them explosive. Their defense is pretty solid, and when I look at Penn State, yes, I like their run game and the offense, but you don't have Tracy Porter uh, or Jory Porter Jr., whatever he is, one of them. I, I just know is Jory Porter from the NFL, son. That's all I know. I just know he's not playing this game, and there's a few opt-outs, so I have to look at Utah on this one. But I do like the over 52 and a half also. I do think there will be points in this game. I think this is – this look like this is the lowest one for the New York Six Bowl games. Yeah, it's the lowest one. I, I love the over 52 and a half. There will be points scored. Because even when Penn State gets blew out, they're going to put up points and – I mean, we've seen how Michigan-Ohio State, well, we've seen the Michigan game, the, the over hit easy because Michigan blew them out, and it's pretty much the equivalent style that Utah has. That's why I like Utah in that matchup, all right? Now let's get into the gridiron. Let's go to the NFL gridiron, should I say. Now y'all know these these games, I've, I've been having the studies. I need to see who's playing, who's not playing. You know, this, this shit gets big, bro, because you need to find out who's who. If you pick the wrong side and don't know, you're fucked. So, Bears-Lions game, man. I'm going with the Lions to win the cover still. I know people are going to keep hammering the Bears. 
I, I'm not intimidated with that line. I think the Lions come back in the dome. They win. They have to win this game to play the Packers to make it mean something. So I think they're going to win and cover this game. I think the plus six for the Bears is a trap. You got no Claypool playing. Um, I think Montgomery is questionable. There's a lot of injuries on this Bears team. There's a few players on the defense that's not playing. And, I mean, the Lions offense, even if Williams not playing, like I said, I, I like DeAndre Swift props. Let me see if they even have the props up yet. Um, Let's see. Okay, so they have Jamal Williams props, but they don't have DeAndre Swift. What they have is receiving. DeAndre Swift receiving is at 23 and a half. I can see him hitting over on that. We know that. But they don't have his rush props, which is pretty weird. Let's see if they got his rushing in. Okay, but they have his rushing and reception yards at 66 and a half. Uh, I like I like I like the I like the over on the rushing and uh, receiving sixteen and a half yards. I think that's a pretty good play. You know Swift's gonna find a way to get the ball. Um, I see him scoring a touchdown too. So yeah, just give me the Lions on that one, then fuck it. Um, next one, Jaguars minus four. I got the Jaguars to win and cover this game. This is a game that I like. The only thing I have to think is how long would they keep everybody in, and that's a concern with me. Because who fucking knows, right? <laughs> but I do think they, them being a young team, I think if you're a young team, you need to keep these young guys motivated and went and let them play this game. If it's like five minutes left of the fourth quarter and they're up by like 10 points, okay, 14 points, then okay, sit them out. I think that's fair. But at that point, I mean, they need that momentum to go into Tennessee. We'll see how that matchup goes. I'll probably be betting that game too i'll kind of dip it you know deep and dive into the research and look at the perspectives but i got jaguars to win to cover that game uh what else what else what else i know this is not the only game i like that's crazy looking at this i think this is the only game i really like uh i like the brown i think the browns can win and cover it's just carson wentz that's the thing that i wonder it's carson wentz that scares the shit out of me bro because like this guy is so inconsistent you just never really know with this guy bro <laughs> but i'm going with the bronze i do think i trust the the trenches i trust miles garrett going there and, and dominating the um the commanders offensive line and you know Wentz be running for his life anyway but then you can run against this uh cleveland's brown team but it just depends on if they would do it that's the catch because with carson Wentz, he decides to do whatever the fuck he wants to do i see um what else patriots game eh I would lean. I wouldn't say I'm betting that right now, but I would lean New England. I just don't trust Matt Patricia in this fucking play calling. Honestly, that's just the one thing I don't trust. Uh, 49ers and the Raiders. I think that shit is just too big. Still, you know what? I'm as I'm looking at all this, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at my teasers too as well. Um, okay, so it's the four o'clock games that I'm really interested in. I was the catch, so I do like the Jets to win. Um. If you like the main line, that's minus 130, that's fine. Or you like the spread at the um, minus two at minus 110. Regardless, I think that's pretty solid. I don't see the rush, the receiving props or nothing like that yet, but I would definitely say uh, Garrett Wilson will probably score a touchdown. I believe he scores a touchdown. I don't know. I, I just know when it comes to him and Mike White, they, they have a connection. I see him either hitting the yards or he's going to hit over the yards or he's going to hit a touchdown. I see that happening. Um... Packers game, I would probably, I would definitely go with the Packers. They have to win this game. I don't think this game really matters for the Vikings right now because they already won a division. I guess it's just more a position, but I don't think they even get the number one to, because 
even if they tie up against Philly, Philly beat them. So there you go. I don't think that really matters. Um, I do like the over in the L.A. Rams and Chargers game. Baker Mayfield is going to keep proving himself. I mean, they did score some points against a shitty Denver team. And like I said, against the uh, Chargers, you can score on the Chargers offense if you really have a decent team. Uh, while I'm looking at the props, you know, I always say I like props. I like Cam Akers over 69 and a half rushing yards. Yes, Cam Akers over 69 and a half rushing yards. They've been running the ball. They actually been doing pretty solid, even with Baker. And here's the catch. How many times do I always tell y'all all season about the Chargers? How many times do I say take the over on the rushing props, whoever it is? So we're going to take the over six, nine and a half. That's actually my best bet for that game, but I do like the over 42 and a half in that as well. Um, Monday Night Football. You know what? We're going to do Monday Night Football. You know, one thing I do like about what the college football did with Monday games, they made it to where it's all timeable to where you can see the Bills and Bengals game. I have to applaud college football and ESPN for that. I will. I, this is a bold prediction in the future. I do think ESPN will broadcast a Super Bowl. I mean, why would you have Joe Buck and Troy Aitman there just to do Monday Night Football games? That is special, but I do think they'll do an ESPN one. That would It would be on Super Bowl Sunday, I would predict, but I do think they do an ESPN special because they're doing the playoff games usually on Saturdays and Mondays too, so you got to think about that. But I do like the Cincinnati Bengals, Bills. I do like the over 49 I have. I do think points will be scored at this game. I don't care how it would be. I can see it being a 28-24 game. I can see it being a close game. I can see it being a 30 to 27 game. I mean, it's I see it hitting over in this game. Now let's go ahead and do this teaser. Let's see. Let me see. I'm I'm doing this live. This is why I'm saying I like doing shit live. So I don't want y'all sitting there and be like, oh, he just be doing this shit to be talking. Nah. So let's do the six-point teaser. So we're gonna pick the Lions at minus six. We're going to pick KC. I know it's minus 12 and a half, but I do believe they at least win by seven points. So we're going to do the minus 12 and a half. Jaguars minus four. Giants minus five and a half. The Browns plus two and a half. The 49ers minus nine. And... Yeah, we're going to do that. That's the totals we're going to do. Actually, you know what? And we're going to do the Rams. We're going to tease it up, the plus six and a half, right? So we do a six-point teaser. Will they even let me do the teaser, bro? I know how sometimes this shit be. Oh, wow. I can't even do the teaser on this shit. Bro, this shit trash, bro. Hold on a second. Let me see, bro. See, this is why I like doing live. I can get my initial reactions to certain bullshit that gets me. Um, I'm going to redo this shit again because that shit weird. This is why I will say FanDuel. I, I do DraftKings, but this is why I do say FanDuel be kind of up hip on shit. And you got more options to do. You can do a seven-point teaser up to however. And, I mean, I do six because that kind of is like the better value of money. When it comes to picking um, teasers, I got you. You know, everybody know I used to do the eight point teasers, and I keep saying I don't give a fuck that I don't do it. You're right. I still don't give a fuck that I did it. I know that's fine, but I just like doing this shit better. This is I don't know. It is better value. It makes sense. In other words, it starts to make a lot of sense. So let me see. Wow, we can't even tease this one. 
So you know what? That's fine. We're going to go to FanDuel right now, and we're going to do the same teaser that I had just said, right? So we're going to go to that. And this is why I say I like doing certain shit live like this. I know I'm going to keep saying the same shit. Let's see. Log into FanDuel. This is why I do say, guys, pick the pick the right, pick different sports book. Don't just always stick to one. Like, yes, I love. Um, I've been I've been more attracted to FanDuel back then, but I'm more of a DraftKings guy. But we're gonna do the same. We're gonna do the same shit, and we're gonna just tease it and see how this shit goes. So we're gonna do the Browns, like I said, Jacks, Lions. Chiefs. We're gonna do the Giants, the Jets, 49ers, Rams. So I actually I got eight. Eight on a teaser. Yep, tease that boy. Now I'll give you two options because I do say FanDuel gives you more options of teasing. If you want to plus six, I'm gonna probably do the plus seven, but I just want to give you the initiative. If you like plus six, if you like the value, because the 16, because a plus six team teaser is plus eleven hundred. So you do Cleveland Browns from two and a half to eight and a half. Jaguars from minus four to plus two. Lions out of Pickham. Chiefs to minus six and a half. The Giants at plus one. The Jets at plus four and a half. The 49ers at minus three and a half. And the Rams at plus 12 and a half. I think that's pretty good odds. Looking at this, you know what? I may not even have to tease it up to plus seven, but I would give you a plus seven initiative because I know some people like that. You will have you will have the Browns at nine and a half. You will have the Jaguars at plus three. Lions at plus one. Chiefs at minus five and a half. Giants at plus one and a half. Jets at plus five and a half. 49ers minus two and a half. And the Rams at 13 and a half plus. And that's plus 700. So... That's like a 400 plus 400 odd difference. That's why I want you guys to see the initiative. I do think either or is pretty good, but I'm going to actually go with the six point teaser. I think the six point teaser is pretty good for the value. So as always, guys, you guys be smooth out here. Let's have a good, happy new year. Anybody that's going out, be safe out here. Bring some people with you. Be safe. Let's bring in the good vibes to the new year and you guys be safe out here as always.